watch me work. Watch me, watch me work in your city. Watch me work. Watch me, watch me work in your city. Watch me work. Watch me, watch me work. I'ma say today, I'ma say today. You just sit back and watch me work. Watch me, watch me work in your city. Watch me work. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Entertainment Exchange. My name is David Johnson. I am your host. Across from me is the co-host of this show, Wayne Hattrick Wizzy Webb. Wayne, you are in the building today. How are you doing? Shout out all the beautiful moms out there. Yes, sir. Because we just Mother's, Day Mother's Day just passed. So, like you said, shout out to the mothers. Make sure that if you're waiting until now and you haven't called your mother or talked to her and you you're, you were busy or whatever, you better you better pause it. Do it now. And then come each, back. Each day that you miss Mother's Day, the gift that you give her has to be exponentially greater. Yeah, monetarily multiplies yes. by itself. So, like on the day of, if you was like, oh, I'll give you like, you know, hey, Ma, I'll give you a card, some flowers, and twenty bucks. You know what I'm saying? The next day you miss it, it's gonna double. So that's two flowers and forty bucks and two <laughs> cards, and then it's gonna double. And now you look, bro, your bank account better be ready. Yeah, you need to go do wait. it now. So, if you ain't told your mother happy Mother's Day in like 10 years, what's up, bro? <laughs> Give her your life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in once again. Uh, Entertainment Exchange will bring you guys entertainment news throughout the week, which is movies, TV shows, sports, culture, social media, music, and more. Uh, we want to inform you guys that we're going to be ending this season, because we're in season four. We're going to be ending this season at the end of May. Yeah. <laughs> And then we'll be on a little break, probably three, four weeks. A little hiatus. And then we will be back in either the beginning of July or the last week of June. Just letting you guys know, this season we're on like episode 30 of season four. Yeah. So we've been in there a little bit. <laughs> so we're going to pause and revamp. We got new like art coming. We, we got in a bunch of new stuff. So we're excited for you guys to go see that. But until then, if you'd like to follow us on social media... Hit us up in the description down below. You'll find our social media links there. Um, before we get it popping, Wayne, what music have you been listening to during the quarantine? During this quarantine? Well, you already know. Haley Williams. Haley Williams dropped an album, bro. So I've been in there. How was it? I've been in there, bro. It's fantastic. How long, how long is it? It's like 15 songs, uh -huh. 14, 15 songs. Solo album? Yes. Okay. It's called Petals for Armor. Oh, now, so this, this thing where she has like a half a heart over her? Yeah. Her, so okay, this whole her. thing is about her like, uh, so she was married yes. and home dude treated her bad. And I think he might have cheated on her. I don't know. I don't know all the details, mm -hmm. but this album was basically her like lemonade, like Beyonce. Oh, this was yeah, her yeah, like, yeah. you done fluffed up. This was up. her uh, potato salad raisin. Yeah. <laughs> like, <resp> <laughs> you done messed up. This is the Karen response. <laughs> Hey, but she. Hey, if you listen to some of the words, she went in on home dude. It's not like some like is it like, dory, like is it like Taylor Swift when she was going at her multiple exes or is no, it like a different no 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 okay. no 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 no. Well, like Taylor Swift, Swift was like Dear John was about like John Mayer and all, you know what I'm saying. This is like you messed up, and I'm gonna let you know to your face. Okay. So yeah, she did that. Respect. Haley Williams out here for the culture. Respect. So yeah, I've been listening to that. Um, I listened to that Orion Sun. Yeah, album. I told you that girl. Which one did you listen to? I listened to the most recent album, the one with uh, what was the cover? Uh, it's the maroon cover with the car. Yeah, the, the brown one. Yeah, yeah. With with uh, coffee for dinner. Yeah, and uh, El Camino. El Camino. When she's oh, she came in with the bars, I hate it here. bro. She's 
If you don't know who Orion Sun, if you're not like, if you're not an R&B person, cool. Then don't like, just disregard this. I was thinking about this. Uh, the R&B we've gotten in the last like five years, it's like a resurgence mm-hmm. almost. Because you look at the R&B in like the 80s and the 90s, and then R&B kind of like changed for a little bit. The last five or so years, we've been getting good R&B slash soul, whatever you want to call it. I mean, we've got SZA, Ari Lennox, Black. Daniel Caesar, Black. Or Six Lack or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Giveon, Orion Sun. Uh, oh, uh, what's it? Day. What's his name? Uh, Lucky Is it Lucky Day or uh, SZA? I already said SZA. The, like, the amount of artists we're getting is insane. Mm-hmm. It's just consistent. And I think it's great. Uh, Henry is another one. Uh, I listened to Giveon's new EP. If you oh, don't yeah, know who Giveon is, he did the he sang on Chicago's Freestyle, which is on Drake's new album. That was He was good. That Giveon tape, you, that EP, you got to listen to it. I did. I listened to it. He's good, man. Yeah, I like it. Now, let's get into the news. Now, we got a, little, a lot of good stuff today. A lot of interesting stuff. First off the bat, we talk about interesting. Uh, 13 Reasons Why. It's coming back for one last season, which would be season five? Four? Four. Four. Maybe. One. I've seen four. one and two. I did not see three, so this will be four. Yeah. Um, I guess I got to catch up on three then to watch this. Because like we said it before. If you're a good Netflix show, no matter how good you are, it's rare that you will get five seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, it's rare. A lot of times the cutoff is either three or four. It's rare. Like, like Orange is the New Black is a rare, like, yo, we're going to get six or I think seven. Yeah, they got a lot of seasons, yeah, man. They, that's rare. They got lucky. And you have to be that status. As in, like, if you're a good show, great. You have to be Stranger Things level of, like, Everything else stops when your show is on Netflix. That's mm-hmm. what you got to be. If you're not that, oops, you're gonna get you're gonna get at max four, you know. And that's yeah. for the greatest of those shows. If you're a normal show, you're gonna get two, mm-hmm. and no one's gonna hear from you again. Yep. And then you move on to another project. So they're doing one more. Thirteen reasons why. With everything that's encapsulated in the story and in the. You know, controversy and everything of 13 Reasons Why. I do want to see how they close that story. I'm very interested. I did not see the third season. You need to. I will. I just didn't see it. But after watching one and two, I was like, this is this is some interesting stuff. The third season of 13 Reasons Why has yes. the feel of like season one of Riverdale. Okay. Okay. Where it's like you don't know who you. did what. I'm with you. And everybody has to try and figure out who did this. And the kids yes. are the ones who are like ahead of the police and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's got that kind of feel to it. I'm with you on that. Bet. That's Minus all the singing. Oh, gosh. Don't even get me started on that. Um, Dave got renewed for another season. Hi, I'm Dave. Yes. Dave got renewed for season two. It just became FX's most watched comedy series ever. Bro. You gotta finish. So. You gotta watch. You gotta finish. I want Dave, episode bro. three of season one. Okay, you gotta finish. That show is so funny. How many man. seasons are there? It's only one. Oh, it's, only it's one the first season. season. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. In the first season, it became the most watched I comedy there was show. More than- no, it came out this year. I don't know why I thought there was another season on mm-hmm. of it on there. But, but it's else. getting a season two. 
other TV shows getting more. Ryan Murphy, who does American Horror Story, they're getting a spinoff called American Horror Stories. Cool. I'm not watching it. <laughs> Where it's anthology, as in like the one-off, like, here's the story about this and move on. Mm-hmm. Instead of like a whole season devoted to it, it's going to be however many episodes and each episode is its own story. That's what's going to happen. Pay no mind. So that's happening. Uh, you, you, got the, you got the skills for that. You feel me? You're going to have to watch that, Wayne. You're going to have to. Um, moving on. Henry Selleck will direct Wendell and Wilde. So this is the jaunt with Key and Peele, right? That's uh-huh. why one of them's called Wendell, because Wendell was the... And cheese crust. Yeah. <laughs> so Wendy and w- Wendy. Wendell and Wilde is a stop-motion animated film coming to Netflix starring Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key. The film follows two demon brothers who escape the underworld and find themselves in a town where they must evade a demon hunting teenager. We we did we talk about We this? talked about it a little bit. But the guy who Henry Selleck is the guy who directed Coraline and The Nightmare Before Christmas. So he's doing this. Okay. That dude's an OG when it comes to stop motion and as someone who absolutely loves Coraline. Yeah. To to I want to see Key and Peele act mm-hmm. and do the animation in that world cuz I feel like if they're playing demons the imagery that you could create with stop motion, bro. Yeah. Ins- insanity. So I'm very, very excited for that. Sarah Silverman and Seth Rogen, who I, every time I hear Sarah Sil- Silverman's voice, it just it just hurts. But then I realize, <laughs> like, it, like, um, Vanellope Von Schweetz from Wreck It Ralph, yeah. it fits perfectly. It, yeah, it, you know? Nothing you can do about it, it works. Exactly. Uh, Sarah Silverman and Seth Rogen. Are cast in an adult animated comedy series, very similar to like Rick and Morty, called Santa Incorporated for HBO Max. Oh no! Yeah, this series follows Candy Smalls, who oops, sorry, not sponsored by Apple. Candy Smalls, who after the successor to Santa Claus, is poached by Amazon on Christmas Eve. Candy Smalls is the next in line. She tries to become the first woman Santa Claus. Oh, goodness. While the whoever was supposed to be next works at Amazon now. So Amazon and everything are going to be in that world while she's still trying to be. You know, you can still believe in Santa. You can. They're going to mix those two. Oh I'm so goodness. ready. I'm so ready. The things people think of. And I can just imagine, especially like Seth Rogen, I can just imagine like, if Seth Rogen is the one who should have been Santa and is now at Amazon, I can just imagine, oh, I'm so ready for that. Yeah. HBO Max, baby. Uh, Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis talked about the Batman uh, because he was playing Alfred. Bro, I'm ready, man. Oh, I'm, I'm, been, so, I'm so ready. I've been sitting here Batman deprived. We got we to gotta wait. Batman I don't want to wait no more, man. <laughs> he talked about uh, the Batman and said Drop that, the Snyder uh, Cut. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Batman is a very, very much emotional. The Batman is very much about the emotional connection between Alfred and Bruce. Uh, that's really at the center of it. And then Matt has filled out an amazing script around it. Okay. Which, when he, when he said that, I immediately thought of, this to me feels like they're doing the, hopefully, the Alfred that used to be a, a special forces 
mm-hmm. or SAS soldier for Britain and Her Majesty's Secret Service, whatever. And then with it being so young, with Batman being young, it's Alfred basically teaching him in his mid twenties, you know, late twenties, like, yo, this is how you suture a wound. This is how you know. This is how you attack. I would love to see that instead of like the eight, you know, seventy year old butler and the guy and you know who's done this and done that. I want to see like Bruce go out. He did a bad job. He's training with Alfred. Alfred has like the pads and Alfred's teaching him. Like I would love to see that. Yeah, absolutely love to see that. Okay, that's what I'm here for. So I don't care what you do. Just drop the movie, man. Please. I. So, Mark Bernardin and uh, Kevin Smith, I was listening to their podcast, and they were trying to write a comic that they wanted to turn into a, a TV show, or at least a limited series. Mm-hmm. And it was about, it was Alfred as the star, but it was Alfred in like three different points of his life, where it was Alfred trying to be like as soon as Bruce Wayne's parents die. And it was Alfred like, okay, I got to be the father figure now. That was one part. Then it was Alfred like, realizing second part like yo i i did this to this kid like he's batman because i treated him and raised him as a soldier if i would have just raised him as a normal kid he'd be a normal kid mm-hmm. and then it's the third part and bet where alfred's later on and he can't re- he's understood what he's done and he can't change anything anymore yeah so and that's like where the old alfred where he's like certainly certainly master and he's like at this point I've screwed up this kid's life. He's now an old man. He's now an older man. And this this ninja is jumping <laughs> off rooftops and landing on people in pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> with uh, an animal on his chest. Like I did this to this kid. And I was like, man, that would have been a really that would have been a really good like flip and be like, man, I could have got really dark. Mm-hmm. I just wish for that. But moving on. Jerry Bruckheimer, the Brucks. That's what we call him in the street. Senior Brooks. Uh, he has confirmed that a third National Treasure film is in active development. Gang, gang. Okay. Yes. We mean okay. You know what we need? Nicolas Cage stealing more, <laughs> more, <laughs> more government artifacts. artifacts. Like what? I don't. Okay, yes. Cool. Okay. Cool. And a TV show is being written at what? Disney a Plus TV for show? National Treasure. Yeah, they're doing a National Treasure third movie and a TV show. Done. Why? Because it's the greatest thing you could possibly do. It could be not obviously the greatest. It could be literally a serialized like, yo, this week we have to do this. This week, like that's just easy. When you talk about all the stuff that's <clears> happened <throat> in America, and you're like, oh, we gotta steal things and go against certain like. You sound like the old like Channel Eight show that used to come on like PBS or whatever with the old like the kids had to go back in time or Cyber like, Chase. No, not Cyber Chase. Liberty Kids. Liberty Kids. Yes, you can do it's obviously it'll be around sort of that feeling, but you could go even deeper and even darker. But see, here's the thing, do I want you to go yes, deeper and I want darker that. into the into, government into America, our country? Yes. Unless you about to expose like the Illuminati expose or something. It. I don't want to watch that. That's what I want. I want them to be like, all right, we're going to the Freemasons and you see all this secret. Like, Unless you're about to expose like the underbelly organizations that we don't know about, but we know exist. If you ain't finna do none of that, Nicholas Cage, go do something else, bro. Nah, bro. Nicholas Cage is right up your I need you to steal the Constitution now. I need you to steal uh, the Liberty Bell. I need you to steal... Uh, no. Lincoln on the chair. Find I a way was to just steal thinking about that. that. I was like, 
You gonna steal a whole building, man? Like a whole Dude, monument, man? Steal Come the Capitol building. Steal the what's that? The 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 monument that like just goes. Washington up. monument. Yeah, the Washington steal monument. It. You're like, I don't care. Like that's what I'm talking about. Give me something where it's you like a whole rocket ship. Because that was the yeah. <laughs> that was the whole thing about National Treasure, where you're like, it's just far fetched enough where you can believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like National Treasure was the point where, like, obviously when you're watching, you're like, I don't know, I. Mm, but at the time it came out, you were just like, maybe. Okay, Nick. I'm with, like, it's just far-fetched enough, similar to Invisible Man. Spoilers if you have not seen Invisible Man. And the old Invisible Man was he drank a potion, he went invisible, yada, yada, yada. The new Invisible Man was, well, he works in science and, like, optics, and he has a suit in which you see as camera, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's just, like, BS enough to where you're like, oh, okay. I'm with it. I under you know what I'm saying. That's all you need to do. That's na- that's national treasure where you make it just far, fe- not too far fetched, but you make it just far fetched enough where you're like, you may be on to some Nick, aka Tiger King. <laughs> you may be on to some. My name is Nicholas Cage. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. Um, we'll see. Warner Brothers will decide <clears throat> this week whether Tenet keeps the july release date or not they're gonna decide this week because christopher nolan wants wants tenet to be obviously in theaters because you saw the trailer for that thing you have to like that thing looks like it was made to like inception made to be big big scale but still feel like yo i need to be in like i need this he wants it to stay in theaters we may have to wait till december or October. We don't know. We're going to know this week, which sucks. It is what it is. It is what it is. What it is. Uh, the Green Knight got delayed indefinitely. The Green Knight, we reacted Poop. to that on our YouTube page. Sorry, that was loud. Man, it was like Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. That's what it was basically yeah, man. based around. But it was A24 who likes to make your bones jiggle. It actually looked good for it A24. It looked so like, good. That's like one of the few A24 movies. I was like, hey, I'm going to be in there for that man, one. man, like... So we don't I know when that's coming out. There. And that's why I I want stuff like that from A24 to like to release in theaters. Because I want mm-hmm. pe- a lot of people to see that. I don't want it to be, man, yo, you see this green uh the green knight in which you have to find it on Amazon or whatever. And then it becomes word of mouth. And it becomes word of mouth. Like you I want word of mouth to happen in the theater so yeah. it can make money so A24 can keep doing this. It's the same thing as Blumhouse and Jordan Peele. He makes get out. Everyone's like, yo, that new Jordan Peele joint with scissors and everything, there's a new one coming out. Y'all got to go see it. Like, everyone wanted to see it because of word of mouth about Get Out. I want that to be A24. People are like, yo, you see Hereditary? You see Midsommar? This dude messed up. We making another one. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want it to be, yo, if you go to Amazon or you go to horror and you scroll over to the middle, like number 40, there's the Green Knight. Man, I don't give a fluff. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and Emily Blunt are starring in Ball and Chain. This movie follows a bickering couple who receive superpowers that only work if they work together. Oh, no. Emily Gordon will write the script with multiple studios right now are kind of bidding like, okay, who's, is it going to be Netflix? Is it going to be Sony? Is it going to be... That's where they are right now, but that is movie is being made. Oh no! I'm very interested to see because they're already in a the movie. Yeah, they're in the Jungle Cruise. I need to see how their chemistry works in that movie, 
and then I will know more. Like, oh, you know what? Maybe because I feel like they be they can act very well off each other. Oh no! Why? No, no, I'm ready. I I, I want to see it. I'm just <laughs> the Rock. I know, bro. And Emily Blunt. That's such a, a <laughs> That's weird like, one too. Petite woman and then a huge, massive a boulder. Dude. Like, I like that and, boulder. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice boulder. That's track. a nice boulder. Uh, after this break, we got a couple more topics we're going to talk about for the movies and TV show. Let's get it. Okay, and we're back. Have you been paying attention to this Universal AMC like debacle? What? Yeah. So, um, here's what happened. David, what? <laughs> COVID-19 obviously is messed up, like the movie theater business and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But, so, Universal Pictures was, prom- before it all went, you know, to poop in a handbasket, Universal Pictures was promoting Trolls World Tour. We reacted to that. It looked good. Mm-hmm. Tiny, dancer, M money. Yeah. Name. Hey, yeah. 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 So, they were they were in the midst of promoting that. Um, Now, first off the bat, animation is not a cheap thing to do. So they're spending money on the movie. They're spending a lot of money on marketing, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, Trolls World Tour was available on digital platforms like the same day. So it was either if you couldn't make it to the movie theater, you could watch it on video on demand. You could watch it the same day. That movie became Universal's most successful one-day rental ever. Yeah. Wow. Made... the move three weeks later, it made over a hundred million dollars in profit. Wow! Yes, outperforming the entire run of the first movie. So in three weeks, it outperformed the entire theatrical run the Trolls of won. the first Trolls. And the first Trolls had can't stop the fit. Yeah, and even with all of that, yeah, it made more money in three weeks because it's all because it gave answer, you man. the option, like yo. Like, you may not be able to make it, but you can watch it home with your kids right then. And everyone's like, bet. So. Yeah. It's 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 simple, easy. I ain't got to get in the car and drive nowhere. Exactly. Everybody come to the living room. We're going to watch a movie. So, that Universal started saying, oh, y'all like that? We're going to start releasing movies on, like, the small screen. We're going to release it video on demand. For sure. However, Uni- or Universal, sorry, AMC and Regal movie theater companies mm-hmm. get some profit from when movies are shown there. So they were like, whoa, 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 buddy. Y'all cutting us out. Yeah. Where the cash at, bruh? That's basically in Ebonics. Where <laughs> the cash at, bruh? That's what the CEO of AMC sounds like to me. Where they were like, listen, Trolls made $100 million. That's great. We Where's our like 18, 19, 20 mil straight off of that, like on the cut? Where Y'all just gonna release stuff at home, we're suffering. Nobody's in our movie theaters, mm-hmm. right? So AMC and Regal, they were like, bet, if y'all are going to do that now, then we're not going to show any more Universal movies in our movie theaters. If y'all just going to show it at home, bet, we're not going to show anything of yours Dang. At, a, at our movie theaters. Oh, they petty petty. They, they petty petty. Now, I understand, I understand why they're frustrated they are competitive oh my goodness uh amc as reported like week three of the quarantine is almost close to bankruptcy like the amc movie theater chain they've been they've been on their last leg for like a couple years 
And so they this can't was, be out here being petty like this. This is um, like just about the nail in the coffin for them. Like if this lasts till September, I don't think AMC is going to last until like if the quarantine lasts until September. So here's or the, the thing. heavy quarantine. So here's hold on, hold on. So uh, yeah, they vowed to not license any movies. They called the practice of releasing videos on demand that is completely inappropriate. That breaches our previous agreements. Yada 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 yada. Now. Movie stars, like the film stars in Trolls, some of them were like, they're demanding compensation for the fact that a lot of their pay is tied to the bonuses at the box office. This is the problem. It's, it opens up a whole new can of worms. It's because like if Robert Down Jr. in Endgame, he's like, okay, you're going to pay me $15 million, whatever. But if this movie makes a certain amount of the box office opening weekends, I get an extra five. It's very much like, like NFL contracts, uh, sports contracts. If this movie makes over this amount of million at the box office opening weekend, I'm going to get an extra $4 million. If it makes this much in three weeks, I get an extra $1 million. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of the film stars were like, wait, 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 wait. A lot of our pay is tied to box office bonuses, and y'all didn't release it in the box office. Mm-hmm. But y'all, like Universal, the company, y'all still made y'all hundred something million. So... Like what's going on? Oh, okay. So now it's, a, it's, it's starting a, to it's come a, it's a very convoluted. To which Universal didn't say this, but I bet if it was me, if I'm at the top of Universal, like Universal statement is, we still want to do like theatrical releases. We're not saying we're just doing video on demand. That's what they're trying to say. Meanwhile, AMC Regal are like, that's not what you showed us. Mm-hmm. Y'all just straight went dropped it on day on you know watch it at home. So there's very you know the issues are going back and forth. If I'm Universal, and they're like, we're going to pull our movies away. This is the the abrasive uh, black person in me. <laughs> Bet. Because if I'm Universal, and I got Fast 9, and you don't want to put Fast 9 in your movie theaters, mm-hmm. and I know that movie can clear a billion dollars, bet you ain't taking any of that money. Cool. That's fine. We'll take it all to our... Well, we're not going to show Fast 9. The H, you ain't. Like, you know, if I'm the universal person, who are you talking to? You ain't going to show Fast 9. Are you sure? Are you sure about that? Yeah, the John Cena. I'll, John Cena in the movie. Are you sure about that? I'll call him to call you and tell him to do that exact same voice because y'all tripping. You know what I'm saying? Universal, the new the new Jurassic World movie coming out. Y'all ain't going to have Jurassic World in the summer? That, that, cool. Cool. That's cool. That's You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what they could do. That's just me. So if I were you, ladies and gentlemen, if you're paying, pay very close attention to Trolls World Tour because it's funny. I read an article. It's like Trolls World Tour World Tour may have ruined movies <laughs> for the rest of your life. And they're like, if anybody had that in the betting pool, Trolls World Tour ruins movie theaters for life. You deserve a billion dollars because that would never, no one have never seen that happen. Hold up, hold up. First off, my thing is how how uh, was it, AMC? Mm-hmm. How are they gonna out here making demands when they when they finna hit the can pretty soon with uh, Universal and all them still dropping movies? In AMC, they was already finna like be gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now quarantining and all that stuff, you can't open movie theaters, can't make your money, and y'all still out here trying to take shots. 
if you don't sit down, get on two knees, and and, and pray, <laughs> and and hope to God that something happens, a miracle comes out yeah. of nowhere and saves y'all. And you like, can't be out here. Over, okay, everybody back, because movie theaters haven't said like, all right, we're we're done showing. Like they don't. Nobody. I'm knows. taking my time to Cinemark. Yeah. Shoot, what the heck? <laughs> y'all are tripping. Nobody bro. knows. That's the funny thing is that nobody knows. So it's like like Mulan and Tenet are both in July. And Disney and uh, uh, Christopher Nolan or Warner Brothers, which is, I think, Syncope, which Christopher Nolan, I think it's Warner Brothers. Yeah, they're like, shoot, we'll roll the dice and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If those movies tank because there's nobody, tank as in nobody saw them, both those companies may be like, all right, well, we're just going to put it on like video on demand for right now. So you can make your money. So, yeah, exactly. So we don't have to suffer a lot of loss, quote-unquote. There will be loss because you're releasing it uh, at home. But we can still recoup some of that, right? Yeah. To which is AMC going to be like, bet, we're not going to show Disney movies anymore. You're not going to have a theater. Oh, yeah, you're done. <laughs> if you say you're not going to show Disney movies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Disney's Fine. like, we're going to make our Marvel? own. You ain't getting <laughs> yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Disney, you ain't getting Fox because Disney bought Fox? Bro, it's over. <laughs> you, you ain't getting money. <laughs> Disney be like, you don't want to show our movies? Bet. We'll just replace all your theaters with Disney theaters. <laughs> and it's over. We'll buy your theater, put a D plus over it, and be like, you can watch Disney plus in the theater and at home. Uh, all your workers got to change the outfit, man. Bro, be wearing Mickey exactly. Mouse ears. Change the AMC and just rip the nameplate off, put Disney right there. Y'all better be careful. <laughs> they be, I'm telling you, they need to get down and pray, bro. Woo! Pray to the Lord. Pray, pray, pray. <laughs> because if you don't, and y'all keep out here trying to run your mouth, like you got money to spend, and you don't, <laughs> it's over for you, bro. Uh, a couple more uh, Disney. Uh, Disney. Well, first, Boba Fett is going to be in Mandalorian Season 2. Bet. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, mean, I was already going to yep. be in. But like, There's hey. some other stuff, but I'm like, I don't want to see it. I just, like, I don't want to see that news, bro. Just give me, give me man, Mando. Mando. Give me that. And they said it has, like, it's not going to, as of right now, it's not going to be delayed. So I think right now it is set for October. October release. Same thing like they did week by week by week by week. Yeah. Man. I'm ready. I'm excited. Let's get at. Two more, two more very interesting things, right? First one. Uh, the Korean studio behind Parasite. Mm-hmm. Did you finally watch that? No, I don't it's know. It's on where... Hulu. It's on Hulu? Yes. Remember we said April. Oh, snap. As of April 8th, it's oh, on Hulu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why okay. I watch it like a couple weeks ago? Uh, the, the studio behind Parasite and Ari Aster, who made Hereditary and Midsommar. Oh, no. He's going to produce the remake of Save the Green Planet. Right? So, far, listen to this. Save the Green Planet, uh, originally made by a Korean filmmaker. Uh, it's going to be another Korean like remake. Uh, is is like an offbeat like black comedy thriller, right? So right there off the bat, you're like, what the crap? Black comedy thriller. Yes, as in as Parasite can be a black comedy because Parasite, Parasite is one of those movies that it like multiple genres you go through. That's what I think black comedy like they're trying to do because Parasite at times if you've seen it, Parasite is comedy drama thriller or thrill yeah thriller romance like it's got all of it so it kind of blends together oh, okay. right this was a movie that came out in 2003 that like obviously didn't make and as i explain it you'll see because the time in which it came out in 2003 no one really saw it but it got a cult following because it's a crazy movie okay right 
So Save the Green Planet uh, played at like festival circuits in 2003. Uh, <laughs> the plot is hard to describe, but the original film imagines Im- imagines the race of good lord i can't speak imagines the fate of the human race right post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. is hinging on a bitter paranoid and very eccentric beekeeper right stay with me with the help of his tightrope walking girlfriend stay with me uh he kidnaps and tortures a businessman who he believes is an alien hiding among humans with the intention of using the post-apocalyptic whatever to destroy the planet. All the while, a detective is hot on his tail and learns that the the businessman is not the first person the beekeeper has kidnapped and tortured, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's the movie. Exactly. (laughs) So we got... So the same homie that does A24 movies, Ari Aster, is producing this one. So basically, Joe Exotic <laughs> as a beekeeper. <laughs> Bro, I was reading this. I was reading this description. I was losing my mind. I was like, wait, he, he does. Hey, who? Beekeeper? <laughs> Tightrope? Like, I was losing it. And I was like, that's it. And granted, like I said, imagine that movie in 2003. No one's going to watch that. They're just like, what the crap? It like that whole A24 wasn't really like around as in like that style of movie. But 2003 was like that first Hulk movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the cinema was weird back then. I, I want I want to see this bad, bro. <laughs> I want to see this bad. What the heck? This is some exact this is something where you go in like, what the heck? And you leave like, oh my gosh, that was genius. <laughs> because you have no expectations. Literally, I have none. none. I don't know what, I don't know to do. what I don't know. it is. My mind's going to go in there and be like, oh, um, are we here exactly. to see a movie? And so when you go in when, into movies like with a blank slate, you're just like, oh, my gosh. This is amazing. I love it. Oh, my goodness, dude. The last two things. Uh, Nova Project is currently in development at Marvel. So, Nova. Oh, Nova. Yeah, if you look to your right, um, granted, audience, you can't see this. On our Marvel poster, underneath Iron Man, uh huh. See the guy flying next to the red dinosaur, next to Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur's dinosaur. Iron Man or Iron Man, good lord. War Machine's the very top middle. Yeah. Right underneath him, the guy that's flying, that's Nova, right? Okay. So Nova, like I said, remember I said Marvel and DC have a lot of people that if you glance at real quick uh-huh. you'd be like oh they're the same person when we're talking about like nova core and all that stuff yeah that so okay. the nova core from marvel and all that stuff those are the people that fight with this dude because nova is the main guy in front of all the rest of the people so what is the same thing in dc if you don't know who nova is green lantern, green lantern. yeah his space cop what is green lantern space cop what is nova space cop what does Green Lantern have? Green Lantern Core. What does Nova have? The Nova Core. Right? Got it. That we've seen. So what I I'm very interested to see how they play, how they play this into the MCU. Because this is a film, and early parts of that movie are him having to fight Thanos on Nova Core, because that's where Thanos got the power gem, the purple one, because the Nova Core had it. He took it from him. Oh. You feel me? 
Because when he arrived, he already had the power one, the purple uh-huh. one, and he had to get the, the the Tesseract from Loki. So basically, we're not done with Thanos. I mean, we're done we, with Thanos, we may but not we're not. Be. Yes, but yeah, Nova. Uh, there are Nova like there like there are Green Lantern Corps. There are other Green Lanterns. There are other Nova Corps people like him, but he has a black helmet and a black, bluish black suit. That set him apart. Like when you see that, because the helmet, very oh. much like the ring, the helmet's something that guides you and it picks you and selects you and all that stuff. And he's like that dude. Very much like how in the Green Lanterns, usually Hal Jordan is like, you don't mess with that main one. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Nova. Like you don't mess with Richard Ryder, who is the no, you don't mess with that boy. Cause he the one. We don't oh. know if it's a TV show. We don't know if it's a movie. I want it to be a movie. Because I want to, I want uh, James Gunn. I don't think he's going to do it, but I want someone who can do space stuff like Guardians to do that. You who feel would me? You, who would play Nova? It'd be. It would almost be. It's someone in their like thirties, maybe early forties, skinny. The guy who played Cyclops Ooh. in X Men. That's my pick, James Marsden. Okay, James Marsden. You want someone like that? So like. Not Hayden Christensen, but in that like skinny, white, curly, you know that yeah. that normal walk down the street and there's a white guy like type of <laughs> not to be not to be rude, but you know what I'm saying. That's what you want for him. But he's someone who like he went to I I lie to you not is the the comic brain pulling out like he got stuck in the cancer verse like an alternate universe that cancer was eating everything like it's he's got some crazy he's very he's the one who rolls with guardians a lot. Okay. Because when they go off on some of those crazy adventures, Richard Ryder is right there with them a lot of the time. So if you bring him in, things about to get weird in space, like wild. That's why I said I want James Gunn at least to help whoever's going to do it. But I, my pick is James Marsden. I want him. So there you go. All right. Last thing before Nova we leave Corps. or before we go to sports, I should say. Marvel mm-hmm. Studios. This is a, I think this is true. I'm like 80% sure it's true. All right. Marvel Studios is lining up another Disney Plus series, uh, Ironheart. Ayo. If you don't know who that is, Ironheart is Riri Williams, who is a 14 year old black girl from Massachusetts that becomes an Ironheart, which is diet Iron Man, basically. For those of you who don't know who she is, she basically becomes a hero called Ironheart, where she like either steals the armor or replicates and creates the armor because she's a freaking genius, right? Mm-hmm. Absolute genius. And she, I believe she has something to do with stealing it by accident or something like that. And in the comics, Iron Man's either gone, dead, or disappeared, whatever. And uh, Tony Stark is the, the Jarvis in the suit. Yo. So he's the one that guides like her. Cause he first like you stole my suit, you did that, and she's telling him how she did it, and he's like, "Wait, hold hold on, mm-hmm. you know that type of holy crap, this girl is brilliant." They could bring her in and have her do so with Spider Man. Hey, well, so yes, because th- if you don't know who the champions are, the champions are like the teenage like Avengers running around right now. It's the Vision's daughter, R- Ironheart. That Nova right there that you see. Wait, wait. You see Vision's daughter? Vision creates a daughter. 
Oh. Yes, Vision's daughter. Yeah, yeah. Vision has a daughter that he creates. It's that Nova, which is not the Richard Rider. It's a younger one. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Miles Morales. Yeah. Yeah. It's Totally Awesome Hulk, which is the Asian one who's really smart and likes being the Hulk. It's, it's fun, dude. That lineup is fun. So... Riri Williams, uh, 15-year-old genius attending... Riri! M- she's 15 attending MIT. Okay. She's one of those... She, like, she is a wonder kid. like Child genius. prodigy. Yes. Uh, but still feels the effects of LWB, a.k.a. life while black. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, gotcha. Fr- or friends and family getting killed in shootouts and stuff. Like, that stuff is there still. Mm-hmm. Even though she's incredibly smart and brilliant. Right? If you're listening, ladies and gentlemen, sit up straight. Okay? Kevin Feige, Marvel, I know you're listening. Gosh, there's a gnat like in my face. Bzz, bzz, bzz. Ah! Okay. Kevin Feige, Marvel, I know you're listening. I want you to pay attention. You don't have to, you don't have to take this, but I implore you at least look into it. Right? So you can play this one of two ways. The first way is obviously... Tony Stark is dead already, we know, from mm-hmm. Endgame, right? So you can have her as a genius, as a whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, MIT uh, has one of the Mark whatever Stark suits as P- as the kids there learns, like, all right, this is a post-Thanos Avengers have died world. We need to learn technology, circuitry, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. She could be there learning stuff on that suit actually get it to work and it'd be a copy of Tony Stark's, you know, AI, whatever in the suit. So then that's how you introduce her as like, listen, she found this. She's incredibly smart. She got to fly. She got to A, B, C, whatever. And Tony's AI help her to become a hero. Right. Mm-hmm. You can play it that way. That's the easy one. I don't want them to go easy. Right. Because I think Tony Stark already has like a mentee. That's Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Tom Holland, Spider-Man. So I don't want Tony Stark to be tied to somebody else and be like, well, Tony Stark is the one who birthed ABC, you know, let other people help other people. So what I really want, what is on my bucket list is if uh, she's smart, she yada, 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 um, that her and Rhodey, her and War Machine, yeah. A, a bond is formed somehow. Whether that is Rhodey coming to teach at a at a lecture at um, MIT about the war machine suit and yada yada, and she explains, well, what about this, this, and that, and this? And Rhodey kind of looks at her a little differently, and and I want that bond to form, right? Because mm-hmm. then you've got War Machine, who you can actually let him do more than just be the sidekick, which I wish he did, but that's that's in the past now. So you can have Rhodey, the war machine. Uh, move forward and help her and be that guide as someone who, especially Iron Man 2 and yeah, Iron Man 2, when Tony was out of control and on his wild rager parties, mm-hmm. remember that? When like War Machine was basically the USA like government's like <laughs> property of the government, yeah. right? So then you can have him speak to her on that. As someone who's worked for the government and against the government and knows what they're going to try to do to someone who's black, smart, intelligent, and try to, you know, try to use you, you know, you can play all those angles. You can bring all of that in 
and all that subtext instead of having like uh, the rich white guy help you on your journey. You could have Rhodey, someone who knows what she's kind of going through, someone who understands the culture, understands like the crab in the bucket mentality and understands like, yo, she's smart. She's rich. All her people and her family, everyone's like, all right, you going to leave us now? Like what you, you know what I'm saying? You can get all that layered stuff that I don't think you quite get with Iron Man or Tony Stark that you can do with Rhodey. Does that make sense? Yeah. You can, ha- and that's an easy way to bring in Iron, like bring in Robert Downey Jr. He can just do the voice thing and he can just record voice lines. Yeah. He can be an MCU forever. You know what I'm saying? He could be dead on screen, but he could still talk and do the, do the in the suit thing, but have it be where she's learning from both even. Like Rhodey's a person in person, quote unquote, like that she physically can talk to and all of that stuff in the suit. It's Tony teaching her and showing her like, listen, I had to learn this. I had to learn that. I had to learn like, like when Captain America told him was like, you're never the one to make the team play to put everybody on, you know, you're not the one to sacrifice yourself. And then him realize, you know, learning all that stuff, import that to her. But then also you have Rhodey coming from the other side of well, what's like, what's life actually like if you are not a billionaire and you have to work and you're not like, you're not the face of the Avengers and you don't have this rich talent. Like what if they want to use you for other purposes? You feel me? You know what? You can make it. You can make a show there, bro. Of them pulling her back and forth between war machine and iron man and war machine and iron man. And let's say Marvel and, and have that mark and have that mark. It's, it's happening, Feige, and, and have that Mark armor that she had, and she thinks it's really Tony season one finale. It's actually Ultron. Yo. Game set. And that's one of the last Ultron clones or whatever. Yo. After they, and, it act, and it's actually James Spader. You hear the voice like change? Yeah. And it's James Spader. I got no strings on, like pulling that. Listen, Marvel. Okay, so here's what we're Listen, doing. We're clipping this part of the I'm podcast. I'm clipping this part, and, and I'm sending Kevin Feige on Twitter over and over, and over, and over and over and over and over and over again. There's there's something there. There's Dude. something there. Switching over to sports. <laughs> Michael Jordan, The Last Dance, episode siete y ocho. Y ocho. Now, episode seven. Wayne, why don't you talk about episode seven? What Hold happened up. in episode seven? What did happen in episode seven? Hold up. <laughs> I was did, playing, I was playing cards at the same time while I was watching episode, episode seven. seven. That was the... Baseball. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. dad died. First. Retired. His dad was murdered. Yo, yes. Straight up. Straight up. Like, yeah. there's no way around yeah. that. Home dude was murdered. Like, taking a break on the side of the highway, Just want to take a bro. nap, like, man. This world, bro. You can't take a nap like that. Yeah, so, so dad is nap. murdered. They shot and him in the, the chest. Is like, yo, maybe someone took him out because you gamble. And I was that like, was like, I was like, are y'all really? Because I didn't know that. Granted, I wasn't old enough to understand the media and all that stuff. But. I was sitting there, I was like, are y'all really finna do that? First of all, this no man. No wonder homie left. Like <laughs> This man has done more than most it's while for playing the basketball. for the sport of basketball. And he's like, you know, just chilling. And he wants to retire because his dad died. And y'all gonna be out here trying to like, Oh, your dad died because of you and your gambling problem. How was that the first thing you say to a man yeah, right. <laughs> after his dad done died? You can't even get a man like three years before you even bring that stuff up. Like, come on. 
that's that to me was just way too much. And then to top it all off, people who were like, this is why I, I can't stand the media sometimes. Yep. Because they would be like the same people who were praising Jordan whenever he was yeah. going on the run, like yeah, being like yeah. the greatest ever, three championships, three championships in a row. Were the same people as soon as they caught wind of oh maybe the whole thing with his dad was because yep. he had a gambling problem were quick to jump ship and be like oh well is this because yeah, Jordan they were had like a- oh I don't know man I don't know I'm like if you don't sit down what you mean you don't know what you mean you don't if know? you don't sit your behind down somewhere before you get fired <laughs> if I if I lived back then Ooh. I would have been asking for you to get fired every day I like, show up to your job zero percent evidence yeah to corroborate anything yo maybe yo listen you gamble a lot maybe they were like yeah. they put a hit on your dad I'm finna gamble with your contract right now because you're finna <laughs> be out this building in like five hours get that get out was insane so of course jordan being like yo i've I've done what i wanted to do like y'all out here disrespecting my dad yeah I, i'm gonna I'm take a step back i'm gonna cool it i'm gonna go play a sport my dad loved first mm-hmm. that's baseball yeah i'm gonna go do that like y'all y'all out here wilding back to back to back it's never been done except obviously it's been done with the old like celtics or whatever but with my peers. But they didn't three-peat, did they? No, the old Celtics, like the Bill Russell Celtics. I'm oh, talking about, okay. That won seven or eight in a yeah. row. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 those. But he's talking about like amongst my peers, like Magic, Larry, or the ones that were a little bit older. Magic, than me, but Bird. Ma- Magic, yeah, that were Bird. my peers. That was like, I did it, they didn't. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy now. And the fact that, you know, you compound that with, yo, your dad, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, you know what? In honor of my dad, I'm going to go play some baseball. Am I great at baseball? Not particularly, but I'm, th- what was he, 30, 31 at that age. He's in great physical shape because look look at him. Right? Home do want to play outfield. Then he, then he has to retrain, yeah, retrain his body to be a baseball player. But what they said, like I didn't know, he started off with a 13-game hitting streak. Yeah. I did not know that. Then he slumped. Obvious, yeah, obviously. Because they started hitting with the breaking ball. <laughs> but a 13 game hitting streak, yeah. Especially for someone's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to baseball. And the fact it's like, uh, when you think, like you think about like Bo Jackson and doing both. You think about like Tebow when he was like, oh, I'm gonna do baseball, mm-hmm. and the media circus around Tebow. And you look what they did around Michael. Every double A game was sold out. Mm-hmm. They, like think about what that does. For baseball, like if you're the commissioner or whatever baseball, you're like, nah, this ninja needs to keep playing so we can get that month. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just the White Sox go from there being good to like, why are they outselling every team in the league? Oh, Michael Jordan. Oh, you know, so he starts a 13 game hitting streak. He's like, yo, this wait, hold on. Now, obviously, the baseball people are like, yeah, just give it some time. Mm -hmm. But for the for the Bulls fans who are Jordan's fan fans to see him. (laughs) <laughs> literally win a championship and then hit like six, seven games in a row. They're like, this man's Jesus. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing. You know what I'm saying? You first, you're like, eh, but you know what? He could play baseball, and you start to see him hit, and he hit a home run. And you're like, who is this a second coming? <laughs> he could do no wrong. And then they were like, how about this curveball? Yeah. <laughs> how about this knuckle? <laughs> and he would miss. You're you know? out. Yeah. So, but then to see like how he would work, he would go hit. Like, like he got early better. In the morning, and hit got before better. the game, yep. hit after the game, yep. and it was just breaking balls. And he got better and got better and got better. And then they, I think it was Francona, who Terry Francona, which was the Indians manager, was like, this dude was on, like, 
year or two, he could have been in the pros. Mm -hmm. Like, he was on the incline as the baseball season went into strike. And that's the reason, like, that's why it all went to pieces for his baseball career. Because baseball strike in 95, they started playing with replacement players. And Michael's like, I'm not not playing with a replacement, which is, it's a dumb idea for the, I'm not playing with replacement players. So he goes and hangs out with BJ Armstrong and starts shooting. And he starts shoot more. And they shoot more. And he's like, yo, I'm back. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm here for. I'm back. Like that Mike Tyson video? Yeah. like I'm back. <laughs> man. So just to see that, because I had a comment. Someone asked me, would would Mike have been an MLB player or a good – what's the word I'm looking for? Would, oh, no, no. They were like, well, if he never went to – never went to the – left the Bulls, would they have won eight instead of – Three and three and missing two in the year because the two in the middle was rockets. Uh, rockets was Olajuwon back to back ninety four ninety five right. So they asked me the question was like if he never retired from basketball would the Bulls have went from ninety ninety two ninety three ninety four would they have went from ninety two ninety three ninety four to ninety five to ninety six ninety seven ninety eight in a row? That's the question. I think yes. The only reason I say From no, keeping in the buck with you. The only reason I say no is that I think it still hinges on his dad. If his dad does not die, there's a real possibility they could have done it. Would it have been hard with Halajuan? Yes, it would have been hard. I think there's a possibility. But if his dad still dies, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I I don't think they go. I don't think they go eight. I think it still would take him a year or whatever to recover from that. When you see how close he was with his dad, yeah. and you see how close his dad was with the Bulls organization. And homie was there all the time. You know what I'm saying? When you see how close he was, here's I, still my thing. Don't, I still don't think he could have done it. Here's my thing. Michael Jordan, if there's one thing I'm, I'm learning from this documentary, is that Michael Jordan doesn't need much motivation to yeah. drop 50 on your head. Yeah. <laughs> Like, even if remember, it's fabricated, even yeah, if even no if, one even said if anything. he makes it up, yep, like he did with uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Duran, oh shoot, somebody where he's like he put his arm around oh, me and said, "Good game, Mike." Yeah, and then they asked him after he next game dropped. He was and he told him, "This is what I love." He said, "Yeah, he dropped I'm his have, total point total in the first I, half." He's like, "I'm gonna have as many points as he had in the game in one half." Next time they met him, he had thirty six and a half. Yep, and then they asked him after that. They were like, "Did he really say that?" And he was nah, like, "No, nah, I made it up. I made it up." So Michael Jordan doesn't need much <laughs> motivation in order to drop 50 on your head. My thing is this. Yes, his dad died. And that's terrible. And that's tragic and all that stuff. Yes. But if Michael Jordan doesn't already need much motivation to drop 50 on your head, imagine what happens after he's after he grieves. Because I don't I was talking, just talking about this with my mom. Whenever he won that next championship after coming back. Back, yes, in and he cried on the floor with the cha- with the yeah. with the with the championship yes. the trophy. He was in the, in the locker room. Yes, yeah, we were like that's when he like finally grieved his dad being gone because he won it on Father's Day. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's when he like took the time because his father died and they were like they were trying to be positive and all that stuff. And he retired, went to play baseball, and he was just happy, you know, just trying to yeah, keep he, it positive. And they were like, when he won that one is when he finally just broke down and it was like, my dad's dead. And but I does he do that after four in a row? Well, my thing is this, bro. You know he already saying? doesn't need much motivation. Already. 
and that his dad dying was that that was before the season started, right? Or that was oh gosh, when remember. was that? I don't remember specifically. I don't think the season had started yet because that's when he retired, right? Yes, Mate, I'll have to, have to go back and look. Granted, all all I I see I see what he you're doesn't saying. need much motivation. His dad dying would be like it's it's over. I I just think I think that would work if someone pushed him like you, you, had the had the flip effect happen where instead of him retiring yes. he just dove into basketball more. Who's stopping him? That okay, so I I agree with that. However, the only the only pause I have is when all like if his dad does not die, right? If his dad does not die, they there's a possibility they go eight, right? If even with his dad, if his well, if when his dad died, I think there was a fracture, right? Mm-hmm. Because of him going so hard, right? And and you got Jerry Krause, and you got obviously <laughs> the problems with that. But I think the dad dying. And like you said, him going to baseball didn't have like pop, proper time to grieve. I think if they would have went and won the fourth, he would have grieved after that season, and then would have been like, I don't know if I'm going to do it at all anymore. That's that's my flip. Is that if even when his dad dies, he comes back stronger. I think if he wins four, and what happened in '95 happens two years earlier, mm-hmm. he quits basketball. For good. You feel me? He's like, you know what? I'm going out on top. We've got four in a row. I won this for my dad. I, I'm i out. Like, I'm not doing this again. I think there's a possibility that it just stops there. That's why I'm kind of like, ooh, I don't know. Nah, man. I think he runs the table. Because there's, like I said, man, for someone to... to need, there's no need to, to make, run the table. For But for someone... To not need anything to be motivated. He That's was motivated. Fine. He was motivated by the fact that the coach didn't shake his yeah, coach. Uh, yeah, he didn't <laughs> shake uh, what Phil Jackson's hand. Yep. And he was like, "Oh, you didn't shake hands." But you're not listening. All of that 25. emotion that's stored up after another season season of basketball can finally explode. So I'm saying, when his dad dies, instead of him going to baseball, he puts all that into one more year of basketball. Then the floodgates open, right? Mm-hmm. And he has that moment. Then he's really deciding: Do I need to anymore? Because I've already done it. I'm saying with his dad dying, that 95 year happens two years earlier, and we may never get a nine. Like we may have gotten four, or we may have gotten three Rockets championships back to back to back after, or a Rockets and a Magic championship. You know what I'm saying? Because I think he would just run the table with those the Bulls in the early 90s and be, now that I've proved and fulfilled and shown everybody, I don't need to prove to anybody anymore. Granted, that's just me, though. I I still think if he, bro, the man needed so little. I just don't think he'd go. I don't think he would go. If he flips the switch. Think about that. Five more. Instead of leaving to play baseball. If he just flipped the switch and dove into basketball even more, but he wouldn't do another five, I think it's. But it's still it doesn't. It's it's over. There's no one who can stop him, and he'd realize that, and he'd be like, "Look, and they do I'm it for gonna... a year." No, that's what I'm saying. No, like he would run to, the where table. Where is that relief of pressure going to happen? If he goes another five, he's gonna shoot somebody at the end of eight championships 
without expressing what happened to his dad. Where's that gonna fall? But he expressed what happened to his dad when he won that next championship after coming back from playing baseball. Yes, because he had that break that allowed him to be like, "Yo, this is the game." But it's not like his dad died during a season. No, I'm saying, but so even even then, even then, he has time between that between his dad dying and the next season starting. He had time. But it's different if you're playing the sport your dad loved first, and the sport that your dad was like, "Yo." This is like I want to see my son play this. That's I think all of that, plus obviously him winning, yeah, is but, what led Jordan to react so like react like that. Yeah, but one of the question was if he didn't quit, would he would they have won eight? If he didn't quit and play baseball, would they have won eight straight? Yeah. I don't think so. Yes. If we're including his father's death, I say no. Yes. Wayne says yes. Let us know, ladies and gentlemen, what you think. Michael Jordan would have ended the NBA himself. (laughs) (laughs) So at the end of episode seven, he talks about like being a teammate and what that means to him. He talked about like, listen, people are like, you're not a good teammate. You You ain't win none. And I was like, dang. And then then he said, (laughs) bro, next (laughs) man got teared up talking about him being a teammate, bro. Michael Jordan. He was like, I just like, I wanted to win so bad. And we, and that goes, bleeds into eight. We talk about with, uh, eight was, or even seven too, was about the years that they didn't have him, right? Mm-hmm. And so they go, they still had all star, like they still were a great team. They go and they lose to, shoot, the Knicks. They lose to the Knicks, I believe. With Patrick, you, Patrick, Ewing. yeah, four and two. Yeah. They lose to the Knicks, and the next year they get him back, and they lose to the Magic with Horace Grant. Yo, and Shaq, and Grant hit like. Oh no, and Grant Penny, Hill was Penny Hardaway, and Penny. Yeah, like those. That's what I said. The those the ninety four, ninety five Magic were a filthy team, bro. Filthy. Not for injuries, they could have been an amazing team, straight up. So I saw this question on. Uh, I forgot what I was watching, but they were. I think it might have been the, the jump NBA uh-huh. the jump. So shout out them. It might have been. It might have been first. Like, I don't know, but they were asking, would you rather have? Michael Jordan as your teammate? Yeah. Or LeBron as your teammate? Are you asking me? Or are you yeah, I'm asking you. Michael Jordan? Yeah. Uh, I'm going Mike. Michael Jordan. Even with, and I, But that's the thing. It depends on who else is around, right? Yeah. Because even you could say if you don't have, if you there's already like a quote-unquote enforcer on your team, you're not going to have two per se. Like you wouldn't want Michael Jordan... And Pat Bev, if you're a teammate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, snap. You know what I'm saying? They would get <laughs> Practice in your behind, <laughs> bro. I would, like, you know, you wouldn't want, you would want to be a teammate just to win with, obviously. But if you were not up to that level of play and you had, like, Kobe and Michael on the same team, you wouldn't survive. Jeremy Lane, you wouldn't survive yeah. practice. You know what I'm saying? But if you had someone like a Scotty, who is already more softer spoken. If you had someone like LeBron, who is not normally on that Jordan level of I'm a I'm a get in your face, and if you don't like it, you weak. You know what I'm saying? I said Jimmy Butler right there. It depends on the people around you. But But I'm going Mike, man. So what happened in episode eight? That was um, seven. Episode eight. I remember episode eight was when they opened up about the Kerr versus Jordan 
Steve Kerr. Yeah. <laughs> when he punched him in the when chest punched, and Mike punched him in the face. He punched his chest and Mike was like, all right, then. Bang. <laughs> Punch him in the face. And then they made up. They called each other and like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the set. That was the 95 Bulls. 95, 96. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is widely regarded as the best, granted, the best team, period. The 72 and 10? Yep. Yep. That was 95, 96 Bulls. 72 Man. and 10. Oh, was it 96, 97? I don't know. No. No, it was because right, they ran three. They ran 96, 97, 98. They the they didn't have Mike. 94, 95, Mike was there, but they lost. 95, 96. Because he came back halfway through the season. Yep. 95, 96. When they were 34 and 31. Yeah. Yes. Came so back in, made the playoffs. 95, 96 Bulls, 7, 2, and 10. And that mixtape they showed was just, bro. I'm talking between the legs, passes, over the head, like they ran their team there as was a well-oiled machine, bro. It was amazing. And to think, like, Michael Jordan went from having, like, w- from being, like, skinny rookie kid, skinny yep. basketball player, yep. won three championships, then was like, I'm going to play baseball, change, change his body yep. to then play baseball. change it back after losing yeah. to Horace and them. Changed it all the way back to oh, a basketball body. He were, it did uh, Space Jam. Yeah, ninety five, and then and then it was inviting the players over oh to play, so he could imagine? scout them. Can you was, imagine being like a boom mic operator? And then it's like, oh my gosh, it's really Reggie Miller. Oh my gosh, that's about yeah. to be like, oh my god, like that's a lot of Jawan Howard and Jawan Howard like, and all that like, bro, and the fact that he would do that all day and be like, I want to play three hours, yeah, <laughs> like a madman. And then his personal trainer was like, well, oh, when he came back. Yeah, that first season when they came back, when he came back halfway through, yeah, it was tired and they lost. Was, yeah, and then he his personal trainer was like, "All right, just let me know when you want to get back to work." And he was like, "I'll see you tomorrow." Tomorrow, tomorrow morning. And I was, so like, I was like, "What? Tomorrow?" So, but see, that's there's the no yeah. off season. There's for you, no buddy. off season for Mike. <laughs> so that was cool, man. That that was really cool to see. Uh, what else happened? Uh, eight? No, eight was them winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eight was oh, them yeah. winning, and then it was about his dad. Yeah, because they yeah. won on Father's Day. Yeah. And then. Yeah, that was about. The, so that was about that Supersonics team. That Supersonics team was good. With Gary let's, Payton? Yeah, let's talk about that, right? Yeah. They. I was talking to a friend of mine. We were like, yeah, that's disrespectful. They basically called like Sean Kemp, like the alley oop partner. Sean Kemp was a monster. Yeah. Like, don't disrespect Sean Kemp like that. Also, he was like just about outplaying Dennis Rodman. And Dennis Rodman was getting outplayed by Sean Kemp. A lot of that series, mm-hmm. straight up. Like, straight Sean up. Kemp was murdering, okay? Gary Payton, obviously, was like, you know, I can do this and that. And Mike starts laughing. Like, I had no problem with the glove. Yeah. <laughs> I had no problems whatsoever <laughs> with the glove. <laughs> and then he shows them just absolutely shredding them. Now, because he they they went down 3-0. The they went down did. 3-0, 1-2. And then they, they put Gary Payton on Mike. Yes. And then they won 2. 2. And then Mike was like, bet. And you're done. <laughs> and you're done. Now, uh, I, uh, a lot of the people I was looking at, especially talking to, who were older and around that time, were like, that series was closer than you think it was. But it was still, like the Jordans were still, Jordan. the Bulls were still there, mm-hmm. obviously. But the Supertons were a fantastic team. Carl Malone's a great coach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you haven't watched The Last Dance, man, what are you doing with your life, bro? All I'm saying is Carl Malone should have shake a... Uh, What's yeah. His hand? Yeah. Or else Mike wouldn't have to do it to him like that, you know? Signing off for this episode of 
Entertainment Exchange. It's your boy Wayne B. Hatrick Wizzy Webb. That's David Johnson. We love y'all. Keep rocking with your boys. And until next time, love God, love people, and we out of here.